From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. And we are thrilled to welcome in Jennifer Campbell. Hi. plate is very full today. <laughs> Fairly. Multiple hats. Yes. Because we're about to turn into September. We are getting close. And things really heat up. (laughs) Actually, last September, things actually did heat up. Yes. 117 degree all time record. It was super hot. Was in September. Yeah, it was super warm last September. But this September, we're hoping for cooler weather um, for all of these events that we do have going on during the month of September. So, very good. Hope, you know. And they're big. Draw. I mean, they're the they're, they're the one that bring a lot of people, and one of them is all outdoors. Yes, but it's in Vallejo, which it tends to be a bit cooler than Sacramento. You're right, but a bit warmer than Lake Tahoe. And we have to remember when we talk. Sometimes, you know, we're our studios here in Sacramento. Uh, this diocese, you can't talk about the weather because uh, <laughs> no. You know, they're having, you know, the thunderstorms and fires up in the north-north part mm-hmm. of, of the diocese. And, you know, they had record snowfall in another part of the diocese. Exactly. And then it's, you know, 105 here. Exactly. So in where we are, right? So it, it is very, it's very different where, you know, and, and the, the event that we're talking about doesn't just include our diocese. No, that's right. It is nine total dioceses involved. So we're talking about On Fire. If you haven't heard of it, I don't know where you've been. but (laughs) Well, actually, when you think about it, one of the dioceses that's participating, Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, I believe stretches all the way to the Utah border. You are correct. It does. I think there's only two dioceses in in Nevada, Mm -hmm. the Diocese of Las Vegas, Diocese of Reno. Yes. And they both stretch all the way. They stretch all the way across. Well, the other one probably stretches into Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got nine dioceses participating. We've got, and this is an event for young people. So it's um, high school age, college age, young adults um, is who our target audience for this event is. It's a great big youth event um young people event at six flags discovery when you say kingdom youth event you're talking mostly just high school teenagers Mo- high school yeah. teenagers yeah so we're talking mostly high schoolers um but also college age mm-hmm. um and those young adults that you know are maybe you know younger on the young adult <laughs> state um it's a lot of them are a lot of those young adults actually come as chaperones and help right. with the high schoolers too but it is targeting it's it's for them as well um we've got a great lineup this year um i recently had a meeting with the with our band which we still keep we're they don't have a name um but we're calling them the on fire house band there are some musicians that have um, are, are they are they housed right here in the diocese they or, are not right here at the pastoral center no unfortunately they're from all across the country one of the Dana is coming to us from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas, a little bit it, of music in Nashville. A little bit of music. Uh, Thomas and Benjamin are both coming to us from Arizona, okay. and then Carla is coming to us from LA, and that is our house band. Um, they recently played. They play um, youth events together all the time. Um, they were recommended to us by our friend Steve Angrizano, um, and th- they recently were at the national. Um, 
Catholic Youth Conference that was in Long Beach last November. Oh. So that's how I connected with the four of them. Um, and they're just really excited they're going to be here. Um, they're, you know, they've all got a unique style of music, um, but it blends really well together. So it should, I think it will really complement the event. Um, and they're excited to, you know, they were like, wait, we can go on rides. And I was like, yes, uh, during your breaks, I, like I can the, get you some rides. I'm looking at the photos of the four of them. And I, I just love the way they're, they're all smiling. They're, you know, all, they're all smiling like on our flyer. Yes. Joy. They're yes. So many uh, bands you see, they, 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 they try to, they try to be too cool for school. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> they have, no, they're just um, joyful people. And I'm really excited. Um, you know, Thomas and Benjamin, their dads are also organ Catholic press musicians. So oh, they're wow. second generation, um, you know, traveling so musicians. So what's the relationship with them and Oregon Catholic press? So Oregon Catholic press is their publisher. So Thomas okay. and, um, Dana, and I think, um, even Benjamin is working on it. They all have, um, individual albums, um, through Oregon Catholic press. Okay. So that's how we booked them. And Oregon Catholic press helps to sponsor them being at our event. And Oregon Catholic Press is presumably still in Oregon. They are. They're located in Portland. Their offices are in, are in Portland. Portland. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we've got those guys coming to. They'll be leading wor- um, praise and worship during adoration and bo- and doing a concert before adoration in the evening, and they'll also be there in the morning um, for mass. And we've got something new happening at mass this year. We have invited young. Mass new, you can't change. I know, mass. I know. We're we're going, being crazy here, um, but we have something a little new. We're doing at mass this year. We have invited young people to apply to be part of our choir. Oh, and so they good. will get the opportunity to sing with our on fire house band. So that's very cool. And they'll have the night before they get they'll do a rehearsal and get to meet those musicians and practice with them. Um, and at, it, at Six Flags, we that. TBD. Um, we're trying to do it yeah. at Six Flags. But we might do it at one of the parishes in Vallejo. Um, oh, we're just because yeah. might just be easier. Might be easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we've got we've already got some um, some young people who sing in their youth choirs um, who have signed up, and we I know a few more kids that have mentioned that they're interested. So how did you get the word out? We on social media, of course. Um, <laughs> we have an invitation from that Dana um, recorded for us that we shared, Very good. and we're just in any way that we can tell young people about it we are so we've been um you know advertising mostly on social media for that but just trying to get teens and, and do the newman centers get involved in this or is that a little, little bit younger um, crowd the newman centers have been involved in the past as in our music um for this we are really looking at the high school teens yeah. for the choir yeah. um but the newman centers definitely have participated um, I'm not sure, you know, I don't know their schedule this year, of course, yeah. but um, hopefully um, the Newman Centers, I know Berkeley's Newman Center has often brought um, a, a small group um, and Chico and some of the other uh, Newman yeah. Centers throughout the di- all of the different dioceses have yeah, tried to come. When you, when you consider how many dioceses there are, yeah. Newman at San Jose State and Fresno State and, and t- University t- of Reno, Tur- Turlock and Reno and yeah. Yeah. So we do, we do generally get some young people from those Newman centers, of course. Um, but yeah, so the band, you've got them, you've got the choir that'll be joining them, which will be pretty exciting to have young people up on that, that main stage for more of the day. Um, and the Bishop that's presiding at mass is Bishop Cotta from, Mm -hmm. uh, from Stockton. So it'll be really excited to get to see him again. Um, and Bishop Cotta for those that don't know or maybe you're new to the area uh used to be the auxiliary bishop here mm-hmm. and uh, came to us from the diocese of fresno exactly so we're 
So I think, you know, he's, he's got a some, valley guy. He's a valley guy. <laughs> definitely. I don't know that I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but he, yeah, so that'll be exciting. And then um, Bishop Soto will, of course, be there again. And Bishop Mugenborg from yes. uh, Reno. Reno. I really apologize if I just said his name incorrectly. It has got a lot of letters. Um, so, but he will also be there um, as one of the concelebrating bishops for the, for the week, for the weekend. Um, yeah. So then, did the bishops on, go on the rights? I have cannot confirm or deny that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we also have um, Father Brandon, who's coming up from the Diocese of Oakland. He'll be our um, homilist for the Mass in the morning. Um, he is. Um, last time I checked, um, he was at the cathedral in. Um, in Oakland. So mm-hmm. I think he's, I, I think he's still there. Cathedral of Light, I think it is. Cathedral of Light, yeah. yep. Um, Joe Melendros will be there I, once again as our, uh, as our all, t- just all around hype guy. He'll be the MC. Um, he'll do part I, of the I concert. I do this because we get to interview Joe. He is just, I mean, you need to ask him about World Youth Day because he was on the World Youth Day stage multiple times um, and met some really cool musicians. If you follow his social media, he met some really cool musicians from around the world. Um, specifically, there's one that I, the video is like just, it's, she's uh, from Spain and she's a rapper from Spain. Like, it's just so like, just such a diverse group of, of people that he met. And then our keynote for the evening is, her name is Maggie Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is coming to us from LA. Um, so uh, she will be doing the keynote during the evening program. She'll also be doing in the afternoon, a talk that's for our chaperones, oh. um, for parents and the, the chaperones that are there. Something specifically for them to help um, encourage them throughout this, this day. Cause while it is a, and a day for our young people, um, we also acknowledge that there are the adults that, you know, brought them there. <laughs> like, yeah. So is, are, the, are these formal sh- chaperones, they've signed up? They've So they, the sh- they have to buy a ticket, yeah, just uh-huh. like everyone else. Um, and then, yeah, chaperones would need to need to be screened and cleared in the same way that everyone sure. for any kind of youth event. I and mean, this is an event that's open to the public, so um, everyone, you know, the the park is open to the public. Right. It's it's but for these different talks, like you have to have a special wristband and that you right. get from the park. And is the event includes food. It does. It includes lunch, um, which is an all-you-can-eat um, hamburger buffet, basically. <laughs> um, I can't remember exactly everything that's on the what menu. What else but do you need? I don't. I personally don't need uh, anything yeah. else. I'm good. If you um, put, if you put relish on it there's your vegetable exactly yeah. maybe maybe a little they usually have tomatoes um ketchup it's true <laughs> goodness gracious um but yeah so it's an all-you-can-eat lunch there's also soda and ice cream bars um for during that time during that all-you-can-eat lunch there's also a vocations carnival going on so we don't have we have four i think groups right now signed up as our voca- part of our vocation carnival, carnival so you the, spin the wheel and you become a priest or a nun? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think that's how it works. There's a lot of formation involved. Um, so they just go, the teens can go to the different booths um, and meet um, different sisters and priests from orders as well as um, from our local um, vocation Diocese, offices. Yeah, yeah sure. so there'll be seminarians there. Um, it's an opportunity for them to talk to them. And in a kind of a non 
it's just an easy way to do right. it, right? right? Like you just get to go up there playing a game and then you can talk to them and ask them questions sure. about sure. Um, what it, what their order is, what their, what it's like to be a priest. You know, I always, um, at camp, always kind of tease, like, it's like the joke of like, you can ask them why they have to wear black all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a valid question, but like the kids always think I'm teasing. I'm like, no, like ask yeah. them, why do they wear black? Sure. You know, like it's hot. Why do you got to wear a long sleeve black thing? You know? Yeah. Um, but it, you know, those kind of questions that are like things that like you ponder, but you just know, you always you think have, yeah. you never have the guts to actually ask. Right. Exactly. So, or like, you just, I'm like, why is this? You can ask them. They're there to just hang out and talk to you about explain stuff. their lives and explain their life. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, that all happens at the vocation carnival during the lunch, which, so the lot's happening at lunch. And then that during that lunch, you know, during the rest of that time between our, we end the morning program around 11 and we start the evening program around 4 30. Uh-huh. It starts at five, but like we end, you start coming in at 4 30. You've got all that time to be in the park. So go watch the dolphin show or the sea lion show. Um, those are my or favorite. Go see, go pet a stingray. Um, <laughs> check out the penguins. Uh, go on a few rides. Um, there might be some lines. So <laughs> that's why I say go on a few rides. Um, but then at the end of the night, you know, at after six o'clock, after seven o'clock, sorry, it's our extended ride time. So our ERT, which means two of the main like ride locations are open um, to the plazas and just for us. So wow. the park is closed to the general public and just the teens so the and young lines adults. Aren't quite so bad. The lines are not quite so bad. That's when you can grab some dinner in the park um, as well. Um, there's, there's actually, when you purchase your tickets online, there's a wait, there's another ticket. If you want to purchase, it's for extra to buy a dinner. Um, you can do that there. Um, but it's, you got two hours, so no one else is in the park, just us. <laughs> so seven to nine. Seven to nine is our exclusive ride time. No, the park closes at nine. The park closes at seven to the general public yeah, and right. nine to nine yeah. for us. Yep. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I've never left at nine doing this activity, but <laughs> that's because I got to clean up after y'all leave. But yeah. So September 16th. Mm-hmm. And what's the cost? The cost is... Uh, it's $62 and a little change cause there's like tax, um, per ticket. And then if you have a season pass, there is a discounted ticket. So, and that's all inclusive. The, it's all uh, inclusive. Yep. Uh, the knowing how much food costs in yeah. amusement parks and baseball stadiums and, uh-huh. uh, uh, theaters, $62 just about covers lunch. Yeah, and you want to make sure if you when you do go in and buy your tickets, um, hopefully buy them in as, as a group. Um, there is you know some finance charges and stuff that the right. you know whatever um, those all those fees you gotta <laughs> you yeah. always gotta pay them. Um, but you want to get your parking pass as well online that um, ahead of time. The parking passes online are fifteen dollars. I think the parking pass the day of is like thirty or forty. Uh, forty. Yeah, it's forty. <laughs> So a fifteen dollars, fifteen dollars, yeah, yeah. That's great. You really want to get that. That's going to be like, yeah. <laughs> do not, do not uh, sleep on that one. Um, yeah. The parking alone is saves you quite and a bit carpool. of money. And carpool, of course. Yeah, I mean that's just a general thing. We should all be carpooling, but yeah, yeah. yeah so um, the tickets are on sale now. Um, if you just go to our website, which is onfirenorcal.com. And um, click on the purchase tickets here. Make sure you put in the promo code when you get. To, it takes you to the Six Flags website. You got to put in the promo code of On Fire, and that's going to take you to our event tickets. And 
you generally get what 2500 3000 people something like that um we've kind of been rebuilding since covid so i yeah. think last year we ended up with almost 2000 mm-hmm. and so we're hoping you know the the um location we're in can hold about 35 um so we're really trying to get back up to those numbers um so yeah like if we can increase again this year and i really think the talent we've got lined up and the excitement about the event and how many young people are in all these dioceses. Like, I think it's something that can be done. Oh, that's the that's great part about it. I think is, is it's you, you get to, you get to meet the kids from uh, for, for a teenager, meeting yeah. kids from all over and, and exactly learning about even more about the universality of the church. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and youth groups come and they wear, you know, matching shirts. You can kind of see who, where everyone's from, which is also, yeah. A fun part for me, and when you look out in the crowd and see all the different colors of like, I know when I was a youth minister, I second year we came, I got like the brightest green, like you can't, like you could see it from the moon shirt because I was like, I don't want to lose my kids. Yeah. And like after that, like everyone's shirt started getting brighter yeah, and brighter. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that too. So I was like, I think, you know, that's kind of part of the fun is getting to see that as well, you know, and the creativity that people have. So, and and everybody gets there on their own. I mean, some some dioceses maybe bring buses, but in in the diocese of Sacramento, you get there on your own. Yes, um, usually with your parish group. So some parishes will rent a bus. Sure. Um, I believe that in the north uh, north state, they they organize a bus. So I think it leaves from Anderson or uh-huh. Red Bluff or something. Um, and but yes, you would get there on your own. However, however your group is, you right. know, parish is going. Um, and just make sure you have your ticket in advance because right. they're they really do not like to do at the door tickets sure. for this event because the food piece is complicated. I, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to say to put it mildly. <laughs> so, yeah. But it you just everything is like all the information, the bios of our speakers, um, all that kind of good stuff is all on the website. Very good. Again, September 16, Saturday. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Six Flags Discovery Kingdom in Palau. Yeah. Which is a beautiful spot. It is. Too. It's it's lovely. Um, we just, you know, we just, we never know what the weather's going to be. So, you know. You had rain one year. We did. We don't yeah. talk about that. But we did have rain one year. <laughs> but Vallejo, you know, it could be 105 here and it could be 80 in Vallejo. Yeah, it's usually lovely. I always say bring a hoodie. Bring some. And if you oh, didn't. Oh, absolutely. Especially. You know, uh, by by the middle of September, you know, sunsets around seven or yeah. so, and you're going to be there a couple hours after that. It, it gets it, chilly. Uh, I was actually there a month or so ago, and it was warm being mm-hmm. out in the sun. It was warm, and before we left, it was like we're we're putting on sweatshirts but if you forget one we sell merch we have lots of on fire merch so if you did forget your hoodie we've got you covered good we also have hats and fanny packs and or whatever you'd like to call those bags um we have lots of merch so you know please if you do forget it don't worry i've got to we'll, get a, i've we'll got to get an on fire hoodie Come to the event, Bob. We will get you. We will hook you up with a hoodie. <laughs> yes. Very good. So, um, onfirenorcal.com. Yes, that is the website. Very good. And next, the very next weekend. The very next weekend. You're on the 24-7 yeah. clock in September. Mm-hmm. 
is ministry days. That is correct. It is ministry days. Um, we are still, we're focusing on the, the themes for the um, uh, Eucharistic revival. So our, our real presence, real life. And this year we're focusing on this idea of with open hands. Um, so focusing on hospitality, how are we um, as a Eucharistic people being people of hospitality uh-huh. to our parishioners. And so those are some of our workshops are focusing on that. Um, Friday is a day is got two pieces to it. So f- it's a Friday and Saturday is for the event. Um, Friday is really focused um, for our schools. So mm-hmm. our school teachers and staff, um, they've got um, two different rounds of keynotes. So one is going to be with Fa- um, Father Agostino Torres in the morning and then in the afternoon, we have brought in um, two people to do workshops focusing on theology of the body for our school teachers. Um, and that is going to be um, so one for like elementary, so kindergarten or kindergarten, TK, kindergarten to fifth grade, and then for middle school and high schoolers. So we have them broken up that way with two different speakers coming in Andrew Brown and Clarissa. Mm-hmm. And I will murder her last name. So I'm just not going to say it, (laughs) Um, but that's a teacher in service day. So that's what they're focusing on. Um, Bishop Soto will be there as for mass. And so when we have music from um, Rudy Lopez, I'm going to take a a stab at it. Yeah. Chichioko. Chichioko. Yes. Chichioko. Yeah. If I don't have it in front of me, which I don't know. So Clarissa a little bit easier. Clarissa is a little bit easier. Her and Andrew, um, they do a um, a retreat called Echoes of Worth um, in the Bay Area, and so we invited them both to come up um, to to talk about theology of the body and focusing on with younger, like how to talk to about it with younger kids and how to talk to about it with older kids. While that is all happening for our Catholic school faculty and staff, we are going to be doing a in service retreat day for um, parish staff and core volunteers so that'll be two there'll actually be two tracks of that retreat one in english one in spanish they will be with us at the rest the teacher and service day for breaks and meals and mass with bishop but the during the day they've got three different speakers that that are going to be talking to them so catherine and willow um father agustino torres and um armando cervantes from the diocese of orange as well as Rudy Lopez will be there for music with them. Um, focusing, kind of pulling, coming back again, that idea of hospitality and, but working as a team. So how are we doing this as a team in our parishes? I'm um, focusing on, on that kind of, that kind of information for that day. So Armando gets around, doesn't he? Who? Armando? Armando Cervantes. Um, he does not as much as he, not, he doesn't, he doesn't do as many, um, speaking events as he used to, but yeah. Um, so he'll be up here just for that day. Um, it's funny. I was talking to him earlier today, so he's, it's exciting that he'll be there for that for us. Um, so yeah, so he's got a full-time job. He has a full-time job in the diocese of orange. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's the, he's the director of youth young adult ministry, um, for the diocese of orange. And so for him to come up on a Friday is, is just a blessing. Um, as well as, you know, Catherine and father Gassino, um, they, ha- they really have the perspective of traveling around and seeing how parishes work. And part of what Catherine's work is, is consulting with pastors and how to mm-hmm. get, how, how to, you know, move your parish out of that, like, um, 
maintenance mode. How do we, how do we stay on mission? And so that'll be that kind of focus for the day. Um, She's from Notre Dame. She is from Notre Dame. Go Irish. Um, (laughs) And, and then, um, so that, so we've got two things kind of happening on Friday. Um, so you've got, you're, so when you register, you can either, if you're a teacher, we'd rather register for that teacher in service day. If, if you're just if if you're a, at a parish, um, either in English or Spanish, you would register for that track, basically. Um, and that's Friday. And then <laughs> that evening, we are still determining the location, but we're going to try to do a theology on tap um, oh, for um, young adults um, with Father Agostino. So that information will be on the website soon. We're just trying to firm up the location. <laughs> um, so that's all Friday. And then Saturday is the regular schedule that we have done for years um workshops mass with bishop um a keynote one in english and one in spanish with Catherine Aguilo, um and workshops for any all kinds of ministries so if you are a catechist there's workshops for you if you are a, a liturgical minister a lector a, a eucharistic minister of holy extraordinary minister of holy communion all of those ministry areas have workshops for them. Um, and this year you get to, when you register, you pre-select your workshops. So it's important that it's on our website as well as um, a lot of parishes got a book mailed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so go through that booklet, pick out your workshops when you register. Um, and we have, all kinds of workshops like i bob you're looking at there is oh, any wow. of any of the titles popping out of you oh yeah there are three rounds of workshops two in english and two in spanish the, the one that jumps out at me and i'm an admirer of his is uh, rex relanca uh, from, from the from the cathedral, cathedral yeah uh, the music director at the cathedral will give his guidance on selecting music for adoration and exposition very interesting. I mean, I, I find it, I, I know almost nothing about music, right. especially sacred music and, and, or any kind of music. And it's, it's always fascinating <laughs> to, to talk to the experts and say, well, how, how come we're listening to that? Or how come you pick that? Or, and it's, it's so important that we talk about it because I think a lot of us, you know, we go, um, you know, we know these like, maybe you know non-denominational christian songs that really move they're very powerful but like are they appropriate appropriate? for our sacred worship maybe yes maybe no maybe there's a time and a space for them um but how do we use them how do we use that music appropriately um and that's something he'll be talking about like it's you know he's he's done workshops in the past on picking music for mass picking music for mass i mean i directed a children's choir it is not it is not the easiest thing in the world because no. <laughs> like, you, you want to pick music that fits the readings. You want to pick music that goes the theme. You want to pick music for of the week, right, at Mass. Um, and you don't want to do a communion song as your entrance hymn or a song about Lent during Easter. You know, like you have to you have to be mindful. There are songs that maybe you really love, but like is it appropriate for the season that we're in and being aware of that. And so those, you know, those are tips that he, you know, he'll share with those workshops. I love Oklahoma, you faithful. I could sing it year round. And and unfortunately, it would not be appropriate during Christmas. <laughs> Cuz he came. <laughs> He's right. already there. He's already there. Yeah, so it's 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 you know, it's knowing those kind of things and that's that's something that like maybe we don't all we don't all think about and we just it's just kind of refreshers. Wow. So how do people sign up to participate and how does it work for for 
the average participant. So the, for anyone who wants to sign up, um, either for Friday or for Saturday or for both, um, you would go to the website, which is ministrydays.com. On the homepage, there's a button to click to register for Friday or a right. button to click to register for Saturday. Um, fill out all the information and pay. <laughs> um, it includes lunch. It does include it's lunch. It's not an all-you-can-eat lunch. It's not an all-you-can-eat no, no, lunch. It's not no, Six Flags. It's not Six Flags. Um, but it is a lunch that's, um, it's, it's, it's pretty, a good lunch. it's a good lunch. It's a decent amount of food. Um, and you would sign up there. There's also going to be vendors there throughout the day. So, um, different publishers and, um, there's one, they just came through the other day and it, they were there last year and it's called party like a saint. Um, <laughs> right. The name is just so funny to me, but it's, you know, so it's supp- things that you can use for like doing like a birthday party that's f- focused around a saint. Wow. Um, yeah. So there's, but all kinds of different vendors, um, that will, that will there to give you resources, um, for, you know, talking to your kids about whatever topic it might be. Um, there'll be resources for that. There's also, you know, the workshops, um, yes, they're ministry specific, but there's also great workshops for parents. So you don't have that. Sometimes that domestic church is your ministry, yeah, right? Yeah. It, your ministry maybe isn't at your parish, but that is your ministry. And this will give you tips and helpful hints and things that you can use to talk to your kids about tough topics, which is something that Bob, you know, you've been on my show. Like I'm passionate about that. Like I think it's important that we find resources for that. So this is another way to do that. That's great. That's great. Very good. And that is the 22nd and 23rd of September at St. Francis, St. Francis high school. School. Yep. 5,900 Elvis Avenue. Not spelled like Elvis. No, as a kid who went to St. Francis High School, the address didn't used to be that. It used to be on the other. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I knew Elvis, and I was very confused that that's what it was. <laughs> I like how there's a just a tunnel there to, over to Sac State. Yeah, you're almost yeah, at Sac State, you're right? Almost at Sac State, except you got railroad tracks and mm-hmm. everything separating it. Yeah, you're almost there. You're almost there, though. Mm-hmm. And all that information again is on our website, so ministrydays.com. Um, please go there, check it out, and uh, the f- phone numbers, if you need have questions, it's all on the website as well. 916-733-0135, ministrydays.com. Yep. Jennifer Campbell, thanks so much for all you do. Thanks, Bob. We'll, we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights uh, 
right in the hustle and bustle of the city and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of America Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Zero, zero. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, longstanding support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. Hi, this is Katie Prada, Executive Director of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Sacramento, and you are listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. That's me. Thanks, Katie, for that wonderful introduction, and thanks for all the great work you do for our Catholic schools throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. And speaking of that, we're going to go down the road to uh, the great city of Vallejo and talk to P.J. Green, the principal, the new principal at St. Vincent Ferrar Elementary in Vallejo. P.J., good day to you. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Usually I'm not in the principal's office this early in the day, but uh, here we are. <laughs> 
I can think of worse places to be. Right well, now. okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go along with that. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, you're the new principal there. Yes, um, I came from Arizona about two years ago. Whereabouts? We're in it's in the greater Phoenix area. Okay. I lived in Scottsdale and worked all over the Phoenix area. Right. And taught high school English for about 25 years. You're aware that Phoenix just had 31 days in a row over 110? Oh, yes. That's not, <laughs> we, and I we, don't miss that one bit. But it got down to 97 at night. <laughs> That is true. Yeah. No, it, it, it was great. It was a family move. My uh, wife got moved up here where she actually is from. So we've been up here in the Bay Area for about two years now, uh -huh. and I couldn't be happier. Are, um, are you a native Arizonan? I am, actually. Wow. So, but, you know, my wife has had family up here, so we would spend about a month, you know, not all together, but four weeks, four or five weeks total throughout the year, and, you know, to get out of the heat and... <laughs> Well, I always thought this would be a wonderful place to come live, and sure enough, it just we got lucky enough that it happened, and I ended up, we got up here late, I ended up working at a Catholic school in, uh, down in Napa, and then uh -huh. last year I taught at a middle school in Napa, and then here I am this year being blessed with this wonderful position as the principal at St. Vincent Ferrer. Wow, boy, you talk about Napa, you talk about God's country, and... Uh... Vallejo's right, you know, it's a it's a quick little ride. Yeah, it's about it's about ten miles yeah. south. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Indeed. So, take us back. How did you get into Catholic education? Um, let's see. I right out of high school. My uh, long story short, my both of my parents were teachers. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad had been an athletic coach um, at many levels. Uh, and when I was done with high school and, and got involved in, uh, in college, there was just, you know, there was something that I was missing, and it was the fact that I wanted to be able to give back to my community. Oh. And I started coaching high school football, mm -hmm. and I've been coaching football, you know, since 1989. Wow. Um, where would uh, you go to college? I went to Northern Arizona University oh, in, in Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona. Oh, I... Yeah, and I actually was lucky enough one year to be a uh, volunteer undergraduate assistant coach. Oh, did you and, uh, uh, play in the walk-up Sky Dome? I did. Yes, I did. I didn't play. I never was. I never was uh -huh. a player, but I did. Uh, I did get to play soccer in there and uh, softball. Wow. Intramurals. So it's, it's such it's quite a beautiful a... facility. And, yeah, I'm and surprised that you knew that. What a wonderful town. Yeah, actually, it, it, I have it really a, I have is great. Sports writing in uh, my background, and I've even done some college football for ESPN Plus. Oh, how and, fun! Uh, a couple of years ago, well, I, actually, it was two years ago. Uh, uh, covered a game in the walk-up Sky Dome, and then oh, wow. I'm, I'm going again this year. Uh, oh, wow! I'm I so think, jealous. I think it's in October, which what a beautiful time of year to be in Flagstaff. Oh, for sure. And, uh, although the the trees in the forest don't turn color there, they're, they're yeah. evergreens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you t try to tell people that uh, Arizona has the you what know, the biggest uh, uh, ponderosa pine or whatever kind of pine forest it is in the yeah. world, and they go, "What Arizona? Oh, it's all yeah, cactus." Yeah, I know. And when it, you know, being from Southern Arizona, and you know, we have great seasons. We have two. We have summer and August. Yeah, that, that's so. right. My, my my oldest daughter uh, went to the U of A in Tucson. Oh, good. She's a what? So am I. I'm a Wildcat. Oh yeah, bear down. Yeah, they uh, uh, 
the uh, she and she was uh, her freshman year she lived in the stadium dorm oh. and she you know she was just so fascinated with uh, i mean i've seen espn do do things like they'll they'll have a reporter in the dorm room yeah and then see how long it takes him to get from the dorm room to the playing field you know <laughs> inside the stadium she called me one saturday in the fall the, uh, her freshman year and she says dad there's about a million people outside i'm looking at them out the window of my dorm you know it's yeah. just like it was I've, I've never heard of building a dorm in and it and it's yeah. been there for, it's not some modern thing it was built back in yeah. the 50s yeah. with these dorm rooms in it yeah my dad my dad coached football at uh, the university of arizona from 73 to 76 so i grew up in that stadium, in the locker rooms, and you know, running around on the field as a as a young child. So well, I, re- was, I remember it. My daughter was there when uh, uh, the uh, Desert Swarm. Yeah, that was the same time that I was there. As a, I started there as a freshman, and then I transferred to NAU. I just needed a smaller school. A smaller school. But I grew yeah, up yeah. in Tucson, so I grew up a U of A fan. Oh wow, wow, yeah, T- uh, Tucson's such a lovely, lovely, lovely city. I, yeah, I it's great. Love Tucson, but I remember uh, uh, Sports Illustrator and uh, Illustrated unfortunately put them on the cover and said they're going to be number one when Dick Tommy yeah. was coaching them, <laughs> and of course that was the Sports Illustrated Illustrated jinx. Yes. That was that was the end of the desert swarm. But, uh, yeah, and it's funny because over the years I've coached high school football in Phoenix with with many people that have that played on that defense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's crazy how it's kind of come full circle when you run into people in such a small town. So do you like have a ch- do you have a chance to keep coaching now? I do. I actually volunteer um, coaching over in Sonoma, where my son. My youngest son, who's an eighth grader, plays uh, for the Sonoma Junior Dragons. Oh wow! We're a club football team, and mm-hmm. we play. You in, know, in the teams town of Sonoma. The, what's that? In the town of Sonoma. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we play the lower the lower lake schools, Upper Lake, Clover. Right. As a matter of fact, we're going to Cloverville tomorrow, or Cloverdale tomorrow to play in a game, and so it's been great. This will be my second year doing it, and uh, you know, at that youth level, and it just it's. It's such a joy to be to be able to to participate and give back to the young people, you know, outside of my own community, yeah. in in a in a second community. So, what are your as as a new principal? Obviously, even a seasoned principal at a school has your challenges. What as a, as a new principal? What are your your unique challenges? I would say that my biggest, the most unique challenge is getting used to understanding how things are done here. Uh, the last principal that was here, uh, Ms. Jessica Dare, was absolutely wonderful. And we've got a great staff. They've been here, oh gosh, I, I'm, my fifth grade teacher has actually been here 44 years. Oh, wow. She was a student at this school, uh, went to St. Vincent's when it was a high school, right. and then now, and came back, and she's been teaching here now for 44 years. So... Everybody that is here at the facility, I'm actually one of the only ones that didn't go to school here or didn't have uh-huh. kids that went to school here or grandkids that went to school here. There's, everybody here is connected to this school other than, other than working. Right. So it's the, the camaraderie with the staff is absolutely great. I mean, I, I joke 
you know, when my wife says, well, how was it, you know, the first day? And I said, well, I really feel like I could lock myself in the in the closet and the school would run itself. <laughs> and, it, and, and that is and that's all based on my staff and how great the staff is here um, and how well they work together. So to me, it's getting used to, hey, this is how drop-off works, and this is how pickup works, and this is how we do assemblies, and this is how, you know. So just getting, just becoming part of the team mm-hmm. and, and understanding, the, you know, the, the St. Ferrer ways, you know, the St. Vincent Ferrer ways. So that's probably my biggest challenge. Well, you know, it, it must be heartening, though, to have so much institutional history there and people that have lived it. It's kind oh, yeah. Of, yeah. I feel when I walk up the staircase, you know, the, the inner stair wells of our school, I, it just in the back of my mind, I picture, you know, Biff and, and you know, Muffin walking up the, the <laughs> stairs yep. and they're, po- you know, in a poodle skirt and a flat top. And, right. you know, everything is and I feel like I'm transported back like Marty McFly was in Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's great. So. Uh, you obviously weren't there during COVID, um, but you must have heard stories about COVID and the, the sort of the heroic efforts to get the Catholic schools back open in this diocese. Yes. I mean, I, I experienced COVID differently, you know, being mm-hmm. in Arizona, and we mm-hmm. went through the same. Same kind you of know, thing. You know, you hear about what happened here. It, it was the same almost everywhere. You know, the rules were made, and here are the regulations, and then everything kind of just it kept changing and kept changing and right. kept changing. And it, and it was very, it was very challenging. And, and we even thought about, you know, the kids that are go you know, the kids that just graduated from eighth grade there besides last year as eighth graders, their last full school year was fifth grade. So that transition between fifth grade into middle school, they spent their first two years of middle school, online or in a hybrid version or back and forth in some sort. And, you know, it, it could be really detrimental. And even if you keep going back, even the eighth graders today, it was fourth grade. But I, I think that, you know, what they've done here at, at the school has been phenomenal because it's like the kids, it, it, it's almost like they don't remember COVID. Uh-huh. You know, it just seems that it's just they're in the, they're in the zone and they're in the, the ways that they do things and, and the education has not, you know, our teachers have done a great job making sure that our kids haven't fallen behind and they're ready to move on to the future. Well, that's great. Talk about uh, enrollment. Is, is it up, down, steady? Uh... We're, we're steady. We're steady about 200 kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd like to be probably closer to, to you know, 240. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to, you know, my goal and this is, you know, a huge goal is to have two kindergarten classes and start there mm-hmm. and try to keep, you know, classes below 20, right. um, you know, because of our facilities and, and whatnot. But they would, you know, we're going to market ourselves as a, you know, a smaller class size. And as they move up, we'll just keep adding classes and, that, you know, adding classes. And, you know, one day I'd like to be, you know, big enough to, to have to move into a, you know, into a second building. Wow. Which we have. It just needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the kids that that graduate, the eighth graders, uh, you certainly have great Catholic school right there, Catholic high school right there in Vallejo. Mm-hmm. It's uh, at St. Pat's. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, we get. Um, I would say 
a, a large majority of them actually end up at St. Pat's. Uh -huh. And the ones that don't choose St. Pat's choose, you know, a different route based on many different things. Sure. You know, so it's hard to say, like, why kids don't, why we don't send 100% of our kids. But out of all of the, this is what I was told, that out of all of the schools in our cluster down here, um, we send the most kids to St. Pat's. Mm, okay. So it, it's, you know, everybody that, that works here, you know, that went to school here went to St. Pat's. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. everybody that is here is involved somewhere with St. Pat's. Like, we have St. Pat kids that are going to start coming over next week um, and start helping with our uh, extended care program right. where they're going to offer tutoring to kids that need, you know, that may need help in, in reading and in math. So, we're, you know, we're still, we're very tightly connected with them. Um, we, you know, we do, we do athletic camps with them um, and we're, and we're going to try to start doing more, things on the academic side and in the arts side. Uh, I'd like to start getting a, a bigger arts present, presence here with a uh, bigger choir and drama and dance and, you know, in addition to our regular art, art classes. Yeah, speaking of uh, our previous conversation about athletics, uh, are, are you able to participate in a PAL and, and that uh, we are. as well? Yes, we are. Um, because of our size, you know, we'd like to have, you know, four teams, a fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade team. Um, some of the sports we can, we have fifth graders that play, you know, and can field a smaller team and other, others don't. I know that our football program is actually pretty big, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of kids that are participating in that. Um, you know, basketball is, is the way, you know, the way that it is. You know, it's just it's a smaller it's a smaller group of kids because there's sure. less people on a team. You know, uh, I know the volleyball is is very prominent here, um, but yet we still don't have that buy-in or that participation from the fifth graders. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to work. You know, I've been working with my athletic directors to try to get more participation and be able to open it up to people and have camps to open it up to the community around us to try to get people interested in coming here, you know, because we do offer an athletic edge versus an elementary school, you know, maybe that a public elementary school that doesn't have that. Have you had to convert any part of the uh, playground to pickleball? No, but that was a, <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> that, and, and, and we have one parking lot that we could do it in. Um, you know, if you've ever been over here, You'll know that uh, if you put a ball in the middle of our parking lot, uh, it's probably going to roll out into the street right, in, right. in many different directions. Right. And it's a gamble. <laughs> and that, you know what? That might be a good fundraiser that, you know, you you buy tickets for which section which, uh, yeah, you can actually like, uh, roll into and, you yeah, know, and have, yeah. a, and have a drawing. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a great, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how that sport has taken over. And, and, and in your, your line of work, uh, there's a new sport that the CIF is sponsoring this year is flag football for girls. Yeah, I think it's great. Joe, I, I mean, I think Yeah, it, I, I'm you interested know, to hear your thoughts on that. You know, it, I think that any opportunity that you can get any kid to do something outside of their normal, you know, 
whatever the the societal norm is great. Uh, I, I mean, I I mean, yeah. I've been, you know, in this in, in our in our junior dragons, we actually have. Last year, we had a, a female that played with us with the. She was a seventh grader. Um, this year, there's a seventh grader that's actually the quarterback on our younger team, uh-huh. and she is and she is a phenomenal athlete. I think any time that you know, you get anybody that's athletic and that wants to participate, you know, is absolutely wonderful. I have a friend of mine that coaches in the Phoenix area at a at a pretty big, you know, a six A school, which is I think they've got over three thousand kids at uh-huh. their school. He's got a freshman girl that is going to that is playing freshman football with the boys and playing uh, varsity flag football with the girls. So she's wow. going to practice two days a week. She's and it's it's absolutely phenomenal. I think it's a great it's a great thing that girls are getting involved. I mean, and this is just the next step. I mean, yep. but three or four years ago in Arizona, they started girl. You know. We had girls wrestling, which is mm-hmm. another great sport right. for you know for any anybody. I mean, it teaches you know great things. And that's what the one thing that people don't understand about athletics, specifically football, is it teaches you that it's okay to be uncomfortable. And when you're when you're uncomfortable, then you push yourself, you know, to be better. And once you get comfortable, then you get stagnant. And that's what you know. I try to teach. My teachers, I try to teach my players. I, I, I even try to teach that to my own two children. You know, as soon as you become comfortable, you become stagnant. Yeah. As long as you're uncomfortable, then you know that you're pushing forward and the things that you're doing are, are going to make you better. Yeah, and you know, sports with, with, with proper mentoring and proper coaching and, and uh, emphasis on values, as, as certainly we have in our Catholic schools, can can be a phenomenal growth experience for, oh, for, for sure. a kid in a, in a million different ways. Yeah, I'm a, a big supporter of athletics and and, and uh, occasionally taking shots at it for uh, when you see things, you know, uh, the showboating and the, oh, yeah. the the that kind of stuff that you see on TV. You don't see it so much uh, in the schools. But yeah. you see it on on TV, and and then the kids think, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do when I hit a home run, you know. Exactly. Um, it's funny because this year, my I have a son who's in high school, and he decided he didn't want to play baseball, and his friend said, why don't you come out for lacrosse? Mm-hmm. And so he went out for the lacrosse team and made the lacrosse team, and then my younger son wanted to play, and so my younger son's coach, his son is on my older son's high school team so we hung out and he taught me the game and and i said to him one time i go you know it's funny it's like it's it's a it's a violent sport and they knock each other around you get hit with sticks and yep. the balls are coming 100 <laughs> miles an hour but it seems that like there's no it's still gentlemanly you knock a guy over and you go pick him up you it's not him like up. you yeah. knock a guy mm-hmm. over and and he he said that same exact thing is like you know what these kids play this sport and they there's no professional sport to watch to see exactly you know and and so it still is very gentlemanly and it's still very there's still a lot of pride and you know and and manners really in in the game of lacrosse which is which is really great and and i try to teach my you know my football players and i've done this forever is to teach my players to be you know lose with you know you win with class you lose with class you don't showboat you celebrate as a team you don't do things to make anybody look bad, and and 
you know, we do that too. The, the same thing here at, uh, you know, here at St. Vincent Ferrer in, in the classroom. Yep. You know, we treat everybody the same. We want, you know, everybody to feel welcome. We don't make few people feel unwelcome. We celebrate with each other and, and we support each other when we're not successful. Yeah, my my dad, uh, I was an athlete, and my dad said, you know, the only thing I care about is your sportsmanship, and y- you realize your opponent is, he's got the same goals you've got. Don't yeah. ever do anything to diminish your opponent. Yeah, no, that's great. That's yeah. a great lesson. You know, and, and he was, he was, he was there when I lost, and he was there when I won, you know, yeah. and, and uh, I just, I, I look back and, and say, boy, did, did, did I just have some great life lessons? And you speak of lacrosse as a as a sports writer. A few years ago, the 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 high school that in my hometown uh, just started their lacrosse program, and they invited me on opening night to come out and shoot the first goal. You know, kind of oh, like fine. throw the first pitch or something. You know, yeah. and and I, I they gave me all the gear and and went out the night before and taught me the rules so I didn't completely embarrass myself and then and then then you know they get put the ball in my stick there in the little net and they said okay okay and they put a goalie in there and this goalie's really good and he let me score I know he did (laughs) so so uh, uh, I have a great fondness now for for high school lacrosse. Yeah, it is a it is a fun sport. I had now I know I had no idea how fun it was to watch. And it's great exercise. They're oh, running yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, PJ, I could I think I could talk to you all day. We'd love to get you back <laughs> on. Uh, and if you know, I, I make this offer to all the principals. If you got kids doing something great in the community or an individual kid uh, that needs, you know, uh, some publicity or an event going on, don't hesitate to call and uh, uh, we'll get those people on and give them some of the credit they deserve. That would be great. Very that would great. be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Well, and I, you know what? Anytime you need me back, I'd be happy to come back and, and talk. We'll do, we'll do it soon. That would be great. PJ Green, okay. uh, uh, our prayers go with you and uh, all your students and staff and faculty there at uh, St. Vincent Ferrar in Vallejo. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. And you have a great weekend. You too. Take all care. Right, bye-bye. Yeah, that's uh, uh, PJ Green, the uh, principal at uh, St. Vincent Ferrer in uh, in Vallejo, a great, a great, great school there. So, uh, elementary school, uh, and he's the brand new principal. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone.
from the fear of being